just feel like if you have been married for 30 years, you got to get like a nice blade. 30 years of marriage and you play it cheap on the murder weapon. From the smallest room in New York City. I think that she wouldn't have wanted it that way. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Grizzly murder in Queens. A jealous husband stabbed his wife to death on the street, nearly decapitating her in front of horrified witnesses in Ozone Park. The killer, Prem Rampersod, reputed to be a, quote, drunken type. Also variously described as, and these are quotes, ignorant, paranoid, delusional, and a monster. And this is like his family and friends and shit. He's from Guyana, and his wife, as is, as was his wife, uh, Baldeo Rajwanti, the 50-year-old Rampersod and 48-year-old wife. They were married 30 years, but had been sleeping in separate countries. Rajwanti moved to New York one year ago. You hear me choking on all these names, Polly? Yeah, you're trying. So she moved to New York one year ago with the couple's 29-year-old daughter, who's now 30. With $9,000, Rampersod gave her to get settled. Well, Rampersod came to New York uh, on a tourist visa, and one week later, Rajwanti would be dead and almost headless. It's after midnight, Monday morning, the 5th, 103rd Avenue and 124th Street around 12.15. She was leaving work after a shift as a cook at the Oasis Cafe, which specializes in West Indian and Chinese cuisine. Open 11 to 11, seven days a week, 42 reviews, and four out of five on Yelp. Two touchdowns and a pick. Holly C. happened to stop by the Oasis on December 5th. That's the day immediately following the murder. Noted in her four-star review, my only complaint is that the service is very slow, and it's hard to find anyone to ask a question. I read this on Yelp, and which shows how hard it is to find a cook who specializes in West Indian and Chinese cuisine on short notice. So next time you're out to dinner and your service is slow, take into account that maybe the cook got murdered in the street by her Guyanese husband, and possibly the staff is tired of answering questions after being interviewed by detectives all night. Don't you think, Polly? Polly most sends from Bloomberg. Did you say almost headless in there? Can yes. We, can we get in on that? Almost Let's talk about headless? that. Yeah. yeah. He, he was unable to fully take her head off uh, before uh, a couple of witnesses came by and uh, they saw him there, bent over his wife, and they see him working on her and they don't know what he's doing. And so maybe they see that she's you know injured. Maybe they, and they say, uh, hey, do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> As if to say, uh, I mean, you know, cutting her head off. Can we help right. you cut her head off? Yeah. I just feel like if you have been married for 30 years, how many times did he think about killing her? And then he goes to do it and he doesn't even do it how he planned. And then he gets caught in this. Like, it just, that's bad on a lot of levels. But think about how disappointed he is in himself yeah. after 30 years of planning. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, dead is dead. That's true. And he was in a jealous rage. The man was a jealous man. Okay. Paranoid, delusional. His landlord, uh, you know, said that uh, he was always talking about her. He's always like, you know, my wife's cheating on me and everything like that. I don't know if you've ever known anybody like that, but it's a real drag. That sounds like a drag. But yeah. 30 years, but they were together 30 years. 30 years, but they, they actually lived apart, yeah, I think, a lot of the time. In fact, for the last year, you know, he's right. been in Guyana. She's sleeping in, uh, in 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 Jamaica, Jamaica Queens, I believe is where it's. You know, he he had a house there. He had a home. Right. I don't know if it was a house. He had a home. Whatever it could be. You know. He had a son. <laughs> I'm sure it was a very well appointed <laughs> cottage, but uh, he owned it and, and and he gave her nine grand. He said, "Go there and live. I'll see you." And, and then uh, when he showed up, 
I mean, I guess it boiled over pretty quickly. He must have been like seething down there. Yeah. In the Caribbean. That's a lot of rage. I've heard that that when it comes to different crimes, it's the hardest ones to pull off are always the stabbing and any kind of bodily harm. We have to like decapitate or take off limbs. That kind of a thing is the hardest for criminals to actually like go through with all the way. I can understand why, because yeah. I think it starts off when you stab somebody, it's so often a crime of passion. Right. You have to, and we've talked about it before, you have to really intend to, you know, right. you have to be so filled with rage. And then that runs counter to the kind of um, place you need to be in to surgically remove arms. <laughs> right. And you, you need to kind of like take care. And you have to be really close to their person. Like you never stab someone with a sword. It's like a six inch blade. You're yeah. like really in their space. I don't know. God, that's true. It's very personal. Right. And I think that he would have no problem, uh, you know, overcoming uh, her, you know, physically. I mean, like he's a overpowering her, I should say, not overcoming her. He's like rising above her or something, but he had to overpower. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, he's uh, certainly, uh, he looks like a big, strong guy. You know what I mean? 25-year-old waitress Nazia Rajpal last Friday dealt with the soon-to-be killer uh, when he stopped by the Oasis asking for his wife, who he referred to as Christy. Hmm. You know, down in the Caribbean, I guess it's like an, a, mostly a blend of like uh, the Indians that were there, the natives, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then like, uh, I don't know, like there might be a little Dutch in there and or French. something like that and French. And it's it's really a, a potpourri. You get a lot of consonants in a row in those names. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so... I struggle with J's when they're in the wrong place. I just like, and just like hope for the best. Patient. They were familiar with this guy because uh, he'd come by. Like I said, he, he's referring to her as Christy. And then now uh, the couple's daughter, that's Shalini Ronaldo uh, Ramjawan, said Rampersad would attack Ron Duwanti when drunk. And Raj Paul confirmed he was, in fact, quote, mad drunk that Friday and kept asking for her over and over. Manager Shashi Sherman which is a relief, <laughs> confirmed he was full of nose paint and he had to 86 the menacing spouse of the doomed cook. And then just, uh, this was just several days after uh, the man arrived in the U.S. Wow. Already making his presence known, showing his very prominent dark side to his wife's boss and coworkers. And the night of her murder, uh, he showed up as she left work to confront her about a man that she'd met online. Uh, specifically, he had questions about a Facebook photo his daughter had shown him of Rajwanti with another man. And he later told cops he'd become enraged after seeing it. Now, the day before the murder, he went to a 99-cent store and purchased the kitchen knife he used to kill his wife. And oh, well, that's why you can't get her head off all the way. Disappointing, isn't right. it? You got to get, like, a nice blade. 30 years of marriage, and you play it cheap on the murder weapon. Yeah, uh. I mean, I think that she and wouldn't like, have wanted it that way. You're going to go to jail. You're not going to have to pay that credit card bill. Like, go for the nice, like, Bed Bath & Beyond, Butcher Blah. I'm just saying. I totally agree. I mean, uh, you know, even a Ginsu, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, And you can just chop through everything. You can I do know. a tin can and then a tomato. I think uh, you need a knife at least better than a 99-cent store. That's a, that's for sure. I mean, I, But it got the job done as far as killing her. He just had problems getting the head off. And I think that might have been due to the witnesses, too, who came up. Give him enough time, he was going to get the head off. That's true. I wonder if that's going to go over in, in, in jail. I'm always curious, like, where does that fall in the rank of criminal? Oh, well, that puts him way up towards the top. Yeah, because, you know, the pedophiles and all that, that's really low at the bottom. I've heard that. And then you get, like, the gang murders and the drive-bys. That's kind of like, okay, I see what you went for there, but it's not super impressive. I feel like... That kind of a stabbing has got to earn you some respect pretty 
pretty quick. I mean, I would want to share a cell with that guy. Yeah. And, and, and if I did, I sure wouldn't cheat on him. <laughs> uh, he, I would be his forever until my term was over because he is a very, very jealous and, and, and angry man. <laughs> and uh, he, the, the witnesses said uh, as they came up that that's when they figured it out. It's because they could hear the knife uh, hitting bone, like wow. trying to go through bone, Oof. which is, uh, you know, I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> not, not good, I'm <laughs> going to guess. Apparently, but they were able to identify it. They said, yeah. we heard the sound of the knife uh, sawing into bone. He was sawing her head off in the street. He just dropped the knife uh, before EMS got there, and they and he walked away, and they arrested him a couple of blocks away. Wow. And that was how that went That's down. That's what Facebook, I mean, that Facebook stuff, that'll mess you up. I remember a million years ago when I read about the first divorce where Facebook was cited as like a reason for the divorce mm -hmm. and at the time which now is be like what six or seven years ago I was like wow how unusual that such a thing would be cited in divorce proceedings and now it's what it's got to be like half of divorces or some kind of internet shit yeah and 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 Facebook in particular because people don't really uh they're silly with it you know yeah. I mean, there was one guy who had two wives and uh, the only way his wife found out is because he was on Facebook calling this other woman his wife Jeez. With pictures of her and everything. I think you know, you'd like, have like two Facebooks and like be really diligent. Yeah, you got your that. real Facebook and your burner Facebook. Right. You know? Yeah. And then like you, yeah, it, it's, I, he was older. And I guess what he thought is like, oh, she doesn't get on the internet. What does she know? You know, she's never going to hear about this. This is just in public, you know, <laughs> and people don't sometimes, and even like, Basically, the the older you get, the less you understand right. about shit like that. I think you know. Think about how good millennials are going to be about having second wives on Facebook. I think they'll be able to pull it off better. Yeah, than this, for like, sure. Sixty eight year old guy yeah. who was a preacher. You know what I mean? They're going to have like eight wives because why? Why wouldn't you? I mean, th I, there's well, there's tons of reasons why you would want to <laughs> do that. As my friend Tim Wilson used to say, I'm going to hang out with whichever one of you is in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that's the way to go. I mean, do their periods actually synchronize, you think, these sister That is a thing, yeah. Now, why does that happen? I honestly have no idea, but it's absolutely a thing. Has it happened to you before? If With, like, my close girlfriends. I, when I had a female roommate, yeah. Hmm. I I know that there's some kind of science. I don't, I don't know anything about what it is, but I believe it. Could it just be that, uh, you know, there's, like, a, a high level of... Uh, like empathy or something like that. I, I don't know. I think what it is is that your you, women, re, you know, when you're when you have your period, do you feel vaguely victimized a little bit? Do some women feel that? Um, I've, I've, some women use that as like sort of a, well, I, this, 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 and this, and I'm totally on my second day of my period. I feel awful. I mean, it doesn't like help coming. your life. Like, how would you feel if your dick was just spouting blood? Well, sort I'm not of saying it's a bad thing. I, yeah. I'm just trying to, I, I'm just <laughs> establishing it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, I mean, I don't know that I like blame shit on it, but it's certainly, I would, I would describe it as like a serious inconvenience. Really? Yeah. Okay. That means you have a heavy flow. Huh? It, and not really. Yeah. But like, just, it's still just, churning it out like, but only do you ever want to go to a swimming pool when it when it happens i mean what difference does it make is it because you feel bloated yeah and then just like kind of want to stay at home and do nothing my first wife used maxi pads wow that's like i mean yeah way past when everybody anybody else would do that that's and like... i think my second wife did i don't want to go into my second wife what she did, but the first one definitely <laughs> was like maxi pads. Yeah, 
That's a weird thing, huh? That yeah. Nobody did that then. Nobody does that. I don't think, I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people do. I'm not going to maxi pad shame anyone. I think, I think that. Among your listeners I who you, I know are really into that. Well, I have a ton <laughs> of female listeners and, and I'd be curious to know how many of them are, are still strapping on a maxi pad. <laughs> uh, it, it would seem to have been like, uh, talk about going to a pool. That would, that would rule it out. That's what made me think of it. Is that yeah. like, if you've got a tampon or whatever, it's not as bad. Uh, as having, but a you know, it's like a small diaper. Yes, it's a small diaper. <laughs> right. That's what they should call them. <laughs> they should just call them diapers for adult women who can't control their periods. For Christ's sake, I mean, what, are you a grown up or a child? <laughs> and uh, so the I don't know how we got on fucking periods. What were we talking about? <laughs> we're we're sister wives, that. sister wives, and the synchronized periods. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a show. So, okay, so here, so here's the theory. I think that women, the reason they synchronize their periods is because uh, you do feel victimized to some degree by the period that, that makes you sort of special for a minute, and they can't stand for that to go <laughs> on, and they're not getting in on it. I I don't know. I'm gonna say your science is maybe not sound, but. But it's an interesting theory. I think that women's urge to to be victimized is so strong <laughs> that their bodies actually change. I'm going to say respond to it. I'm going to say maybe this is not true, it's but I, I like your creative <laughs> thinking. Well, I, I I'll settle for maybe this is not true, <laughs> and uh, I have some more scientific ideas about because I can. It's about me too. You know what I mean? Like my the, I started wearing reading glasses finally because uh-huh. I turned forty three weeks ago. Let's say, and. Uh, when you do that, when you're you need glasses the day you turn forty, you know what I mean. You need something right. to help you read, mm-hmm. and I got that, and and then I realized it's like uh, it's not that your eyes wear out or anything like that. It's not that, you know, although when as you get older, you need that. It's your brain telling your eyes, don't read that. It's just gonna piss you off. <laughs> don't read anything. That's I think that's actually better science. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. That's maybe true. That that, that gets a ding rather yeah. than a buzz. Uh, this uh, this uh, now that guy is you know obviously arrested for murder. And uh, it, by the way, I, I think it was kind of shitty of his daughter to sort of like you know tattle on the mom <laughs> and say, "Look at this." Because she knew he was a bad guy. He'd threatened to kill her many times. That was yeah. kind of what he did. He was a drunk. I was also kind of surprised no one thought to like call the police or like give him a heads up when he showed up drunk and screaming at the workplace. Seems well, he like was, a good... See, he wasn't screaming. He was just a creep. And they were oh, just like, okay. stop asking to see Christy, whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> and uh, they said, you know, get out. And, and that was one time. Oh, it wasn't like a recurring creepy thing. The second time he killed her. Yeah, and he was, uh, right. and, and you know, Christy was new in town. Here's the other part. Now, this is where it gets interesting, is that she was referring to him, uh, she tr- kept it on the DL that she was even married. Well, b- it, wouldn't you? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I might if I if I uh, was cheating on my husband, you know what I mean? Or, I mean, like, that or seems like a strong motivation dude. to do that. Well, yeah, but, but when we came, uh, she referred to him as her ex-husband. Mm-hmm. So when she I'd, had to actually, you know, uh, identify this guy, like, who, who's this guy? Well, that's my ex. Right. So I think uh, it could be I mean, a year's a long time to go. Uh, no matter, it doesn't matter what age you are, you still need something from somebody. And I think that that's a long, and she might have thought, that fucker's never going to come here. He's in Guyana, for Christ's sake. Why am I not going to hook up? Whatever it is, and and what was she doing with that other man? I'm I'm gonna say it's maybe not a reason to get murdered, though. No, no, I don't think so yeah, at all. No, yeah. no, but I'm saying that like I, you know, it, it's it's certainly. Uh, <laughs> 
I, hey, look, I'm not into victim blaming. You know what I mean? Especially <laughs> not a hard, dead, like, decapitated victim. You know I wonder I mean? how like, creepy you have to be, like, the first time to call the cops. Because if you had done that, like, two or three times, they probably probably called them. But, like, you got to what do you be... say? You know, this guy right. keeps coming and asking for his wife. <laughs> I like, mean, it's little... not against the law to do that. Uh, get it on and the record. Say, like, yeah, I mean, I you start something. But you know what? There's so many people doing actual shit. That's true. That you can't really just arrest somebody for nothing. Or, yeah. you know, like, we're going to have a good talk with him. You can you imagine how enraged she would be if that happened? I mean, like, he would cut her head off twice. That's maybe true. He stabbed her, in, in, instead of just stabbing her in the chest and the, and the arms and the hands, which I assume are defensive wounds, but maybe not. Maybe he was just actually like, fucking, I'm going to stab you in the fucking hands. <laughs> like a chimp. You know what maybe. I mean? A chimpanzee he will attack you in the hands. He was really, really mad. Yeah, he was. And, and he wasn't even on Flocka or nothing. It doesn't sound like it's just straight up alcohol. Alcohol is a good drug to stab somebody on, I think. I think that's true. I think it's probably among the best. Yeah. Yeah, if you're high on weed, you know, I mean, like, it's it doesn't really put you in a stabbing mood. You know what I You found might play out? a lot of video games with stabbing or something. But. I found out recently, remember that bath salt face eating thing? Yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I found out he wasn't actually on bath salts. That yeah. was a myth. How in the fuck did, and I read that too, yeah. as if it was kind of a new thing that they somehow discovered. I know. Like, what, how long does it take the lab like to get two these two years. I was really disappointed too. I was like, that was the bath salts guy. Yeah, it wasn't bath salts. And I I, it seems like it was, and it wasn't even like was it it wasn't synthetic even weed, cra- yeah, cannabinoid. Yeah, or something. it wasn't even like a crazy drug. But that shit is a crazy drug. Did you know spice, K2, that stuff will yeah, really fuck but you up? Like bath salts. I was like committed to that being the bath salts murder, and that was just taken from me. Bath salts is such an interesting name for a drug. <laughs> I think, yeah. Because it sounds like such a fucking, like a, like a delicate feminine right. thing. I like, you know, nobody would put... I, I've never known somebody who was like, oh, I'm going to make a nice bath with some bath salts. And then eat someone's face. I mean, maybe... <laughs> Maybe if you drink enough bath water, you're liable to do anything. <laughs> That's true. But and yeah, I felt like really personally kind of offended when I found the... out that wasn't the bath salts murder. Yeah, I know. It's misleading. What about yeah. the Flocka videos? Have you seen I those? I have seen those. those... And the, the Crocodile, have you seen those? Oh, boy. That's a whole I other one. I, you know, Mandy did an, uh, a story one time where she was attempting to do a story about these, about, you know, what is it, Crocodile? I think that's what it's called. Which is cheaper than heroin. And it kills you twice as fast. Mm-hmm. So it's a real bargain. You know what I mean? In the long run, it saves you <laughs> sure. four times as much. And the, she couldn't really, they were, believe it or not, these two girls, they were sisters who were on Crocodile, a little bit flaky mm. about getting back to her on the interviews and stuff like that. They, Frustrating. They struggled with like uh, setting up email addresses and shit like that. Right, right. They, <laughs> she, I think she had to set up an email address to communicate with them. And then it was always some kind of like, well, I'm sorry, I couldn't get in touch with you last three weeks. Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Electricity was on, but we we couldn't figure out how to plug the machine in. It was just like <laughs> right. They, it's, it seems basically like a they, they found drugs, <laughs> and that what now crocodile, it just uh, makes your skin go away. Yeah, um, yeah, that seems like a good synopsis. Yeah, I mean, I assume there's got to be some kind of high somewhere in there. Oh, it weighs, it gets you fucked up, right? And 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 for uh, it gets it gets you even higher than heroin, which is you know I know when I do my morning heroin, I think man, there's nothing better than this. <laughs> but uh, some people have something better, and it's even cheaper. Well, did you know this? There's a a a, a, a what you would call a whorehouse there. 
in Brooklyn, and I'm sure you've been reading the coverage of it. The NYPD uh, it, it seems to be fully knowledgeable about it, but they uh, they haven't shut it down. And now the Post is on one of its crusades. I love a Post crusade because you get to read some of these continuing stories. You know, I mean, they covered the it. Post in the... is anti brothel. I'm shocked too. I think I'm shocked too. But I, I I think I may be. I don't know about this. Why? Why? Well, what's going on at it? Well, I'll tell you. It, it's it's uh, sex trafficking. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, well, that's you, bad. Which that's you can bad. always and they won't let these girls leave. They're oh, there twenty four well, hours bad. a day. They they found that out by sending in a post reporter oh, to man. get himself a massage. It's a massage parlor spa type thing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's over there in Cobble Hill or something, right over near where the mayor lives. And I think that's what it's about. Or not, he doesn't live there now, but he used to represent that district right, or something. Right. Live near there, and I think that they they want to like call inactivity out, not taking care of shit, mm-hmm. and go, what's with the fucking mayor? In fact, they they quoted City Hall here in this very story, which I'll get to in a minute, but it's like, uh, yeah, the mayor's aware of it, and I, I guess they think that makes de Blasio look bad, which I mean, it doesn't... It, doesn't really make him look good, but you know. See, when you said when you said brothel, I was thinking like a much happier situation. I was thinking like the Vegas ones were like, it's, you know, it's like their day job. Or <laughs> like it's you know they've yeah. consented, they're happy to do this. I wasn't thinking. I should have been thinking sex trafficking. Yeah. I was thinking happy brothel. That's where I was wrong. Right. They should shut that down. That sounds bad. Well, I, I, I you know, I, I think almost. I, I don't think that uh, women should be able to sell. People think that they that prostitution should be legal i've heard that so many times and 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 even if they have like a, i don't mean sex trafficking but if they want to prostitution should be legal how do you feel about that um i think it works in certain scenarios for example in in nevada they've uh, they've figured out a way to make it work but it's very culturally intertwined there i also i mean part of what i would say is i think the laws do require a shift i think that you can't be blaming the the women who have been trafficked. There should be easier access and easier ways for them to get out. Yeah. I will also say in this particular case, like, it seems to me kind of like an open and shut thing, right? Like, how much research do the cops need to do to... Uh, yeah, they could buy a copy of the Post. Right. That, or would, just, that would do it. Cause just post... one undercover cop and one massage seems enough? No? Well, no? you know, I think what it is is they, they go, okay, well, I mean, this is part of something bigger. We need to make sure that uh, nobody, uh, that a friend of ours, is in there. That's true. And we need to, uh, you know, research it to a degree that we see exactly what we're walking into. And then Maybe they get they to think, the root of the problem, the root of the, the sex trafficking ring, rather than just one front for it. I can't believe they haven't closed up shop yet. This is the second story about it in three days, and uh, it seems as if it's going to be a little hot around there. You know, I mean, I know if I had uh, intended to go there, I would cancel my appointment. I, I agree. And these women are uh, certainly being sex trafficked. They, uh, yeah. the, one, the, the one that he talked to is like, uh, let's see, she goes in and, and I think that she wanted uh, you know, some nominal amount for the massage or mm-hmm. whatever. Tells them to lay down, undress. She does uh, the whole, you know, like 15 minutes of a massage and then she says, turn over. And she goes, now what do you want? And he's like, uh, oh, everything, you know, <laughs> keeping it vague as you have to do when you're a post reporter. Sure. Going undercover and getting naked. Uh, to uh, you know, prove that this is a prostitution thing, and so he, she tried to like, um, oh, she wanted money. She wanted one hundred eighty right. bucks, one hundred eighty bucks. He gave her one hundred sixty. She's like, one more, because he gave her you know that many twenties, 
And uh, it, I tell you what, I'm sure it was a rough assignment. Um, yeah. To turn this down, if he did, in fact, turn it down. I mean, that was the story. So I like hope she he tried to turn it down. Tried to place, <laughs> going to destroy his journalistic integrity if he if he just went ahead and said, you know what, I need say, to yeah. see how bad this is. But he but he gets a lot of journalistic integrity points for discovering this. Good for this guy. I hadn't seen the story. So. I, well, he might have gotten it on assignment. It was Sunday right. paper. You know how they good spell for, things. Good out. for the post for discovering a terrible sex trafficking ring. Yeah. Bad for me. For for just assuming it was like willing happy ladies. Well, which I, I should have been more. With like a guy playing a piano with an armband or something. <laughs> I know. You know I had uh, this like very burlesque image in my head. And I was like, well, why, why would you shut that down? No, I'm, okay, I'm a terrible okay. person. No, no, you're not a terrible person. It's just there's a tendency to sort of like romanticize any kind of fun sex. And well, the last it sounds like fun sex. story was that, uh, oh, who was that? basketball player married to a Kardashian that he OD'd in the in the brothel. Yeah, he sure did. I bet he came really hard, too, because, I mean, he was on a lot of drugs. He and lived. he was just in a coma for a long time. And then he totally, he's now, like, completely normal. Shit, bad shit can happen. He was at a different kind of place. I'm right, sure. that's the kind of place I had in mind, was, like, the Bunny Ranch. Yeah, and, and he's, he's spending some money. And then you have people who have a lot of money that are athletes, like Lawrence Taylor, and he goes and spends four hundred dollars to to fuck a like a fourteen or fifteen year old or something Ugh. like that. I'm not I'm not don't quote me on that, but he it was an underage girl, and he had to you know answer for that. He's one of the greatest players of all time in the NFL, and then you know for some people that tarnishes it. I've always been able to separate <laughs> the athletic ability from the morality. You know what I mean? It doesn't really make a thing to me you know I what I mean I don't know like, 14 I is I I look you know it doesn't make him uh, a, a, a bad tackler <laughs> a bad pass rusher I think it makes him he a great fearsome. tackler yeah <laughs> well uh, I don't think women should be able to sell their their sex I'll tell you why because women already if you could just put a price on it uh, if if you make that if you normalize that they'll be like OPEC you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> They're going to control the price. They're going to collude. Know. You know there's going to be collusion. Vote. Come on. Women stick together. They're going to go, you know. Oh, we'll, we don't. Do, I don't know. There's I'll sit down at a table and go, so what, uh, what are we charging for pussy? And then, you know, that's good. they're going to set it. And then we're going to be screwed. And, and that's fine. Whatever. But, like, uh, I mean, you know, it's capitalism, you know. I mean, it's the United States. Uh, but uh, when you have a monopoly, women have a monopoly on the pussy. They're like Arabs sitting on the oil, like I said. And they are literally sitting on all those vaginas, and uh, we better <laughs> get ready really to pay through the nose. About this, I'm just saying. I say put it to a vote, just a referendum. Well, what so the long as the, want. if the electoral college is in play, <laughs> no state by state vote, states' rights. State. I, I I got no problem with states' rights. Yeah. If, if if I don't think of a lot, I don't think a lot of states would legalize it. I, I yeah, not a lot, but you're gonna get a few in there, and you I bet you're gonna get a few like surprising ones where you're like, oh, I did not know. That little place felt about that. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Wyoming. Yeah, right? yeah. You're gonna get like one of the Dakotas, and you'll be like, ah, oh, all right. Well, I'm I'm happy for all several you know, thousand you know, of you. Do you know the population of South Dakota? I don't. It's thirty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roughly. <laughs> and they're very spaced so out. So you just gotta like turn eighteen hundred of them. That might pass. This uh, brothel is uh, still in operation. So if you guys are interested, uh, I can't give you the exact address because it's not reported. Uh, but there is a red curtain. Uh, so look for go go to Cobble Hill. Look for the red curtain. Uh, now this guy showed up, and this, they were staking it out. I guess into the post they have somebody there watching it all the time now to see if anything interesting happens. Guy shows up and he's and he's in an SUV. He's driving a Nissan Armada SUV, a white one. 
Uh, do you can you get can you picture that? Because I, I don't immediately I have know. What no that looks idea like. what that is, I'm but sure I'm, I'm picturing nice like a sports car. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's an SUV. Uh, oh, that's we, totally different <laughs> than what I, I had. Like a cool, creepy sports car. Yeah, maybe he's a family man, but he yeah. pulls up and he has a NYC Department of Correction Rikers <laughs> Island uh, right there on a you know like huh. a, like a like a, a shield right there in the in the windshield, like a permit, right? And he pulls up to the to the uh, brothel here. And uh, so we get it. You know, he's uh, he's a guy who goes inside. Uh, he's uh, presumably uh, you know affiliated with law there, but mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. he's he's not going in to arrest anybody. He's going in to retrieve. He went inside uh, the the uh, tawdry massage parlor <laughs> massage parlor for about a minute and then left with a woman uh, who had been inside. So uh, they left. The pair walked down the block hand in hand. And when they returned a short time later, the woman went back in uh, while waiting. The man told the Post that uh, she was his girlfriend and that uh, he had urged her to leave her job there. He said, based on what he read in the Post, he read about it. He goes, oh, shit, my girlfriend works there. This guy went to the place and, and took her out. Uh, she came back out again with a bag, stuffed their belongings, a duffel bag, and then they hopped into the SUV and drove off. Wow. So it's kind of like Pretty Woman, but on a, like a really low yeah. rent kind of Pretty Woman kind of thing, uh, where you find out that your girlfriend's a whore uh, for <laughs> well, money. Well, do you remember there was, there was a not totally similar, but very scandalous story in California, maybe like six months ago, about a bunch of police officers who were implicated in a, uh, I don't want to say prostitution, I don't know how much money was exchanging hands, but like a passing around the same girl kind of a deal. Mm. One of them killed themselves, and that's how it all came out. Oh, no. Yeah. That's now one of the cops or one of the... One of the cops. Killed themselves yeah. over over what? Over the girl. Oh, like he was in love? I don't know if he was in love, but that was, it was a big story. I want to say like six months, maybe eight months ago, hmm. California. Now, this yeah. I did not know about, but I yeah. did know about Gabby Greco, the uh, uh, prostitute who accompanied some high-level police officers of the NYPD to Vegas. Oh. Yeah, a guy named James Grant that uh, she ended up uh, sleeping with, actually. He slept with her in bed, uh-huh. snuggling and cuddling all night. Sure. And uh, she played a sexy flight attendant on the flight. So she was, you know, hooker to the, uh, you know, and uh, and, and uh, she doesn't follow me on Twitter. But, you know, if I mention her name, she'll she'll press that heart, <laughs> which I like. But uh, she's she's, you know, a ruthless self-promoter type person or something like that. Now, I guess is it her. She's ready for a close up. Right. Because, you know, she's a prostitute. And then. Uh, suddenly she was thrust into the public eye. Right, The right. post, everything like that. They became fascinated with her for exactly 30 seconds. Yeah, that's that's how I would imagine that going. Yeah. Is she I, still in that line of work? Well, this I don't know. But I, I know that uh, she claims not to be. I think right, I think well, she's I think she's a model her. and an actress now. Sure. She's leaving that behind. Do you? I'm yeah. happy for her. Whatever she's doing. Lovely girl, Gabby Greco. I would love yeah. to have her on the show. We've asked her. Mandy's asked her, and uh, we, it's uh, so far it hasn't worked out. But I, I don't know if I can respect a guy with a hooker girlfriend, and I don't know if I can can respect a woman who uh, her man won't let her work. <laughs> you know. Why well, I, I respect the woman for for. Doing what she can. I, I'm going to say, I don't know that the guy knew that that's what his girlfriend did for a living. He seemed fairly surprised. Well, then I respect him even less. <laughs> you want him to check up on her? I want him to know that his, his, his girlfriend is a prostitute 24 hours a day. He must have thought, 
Well, she never is out of this <laughs> building where all these whores are. I mean, I don't know. He must have thought, like, okay, it's just a massage and a spa. And no, 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 no sex or whatever, you know, these women are Asian. And uh, that's how Asian women talk to you. No, no, no. <laughs> and I, but, like, I hear this is, it does add some credence to the idea that, like, they're trying to get people that they know out of there because this guy's a corrections officer. Right. So he's got an inside track and they probably tell law enforcement, listen, if you know anybody in well, there, know. get them the fuck out I think maybe before we raid this shit. Maybe they're investigating to find the root cause of this whole thing. Where are these women being, tra- who are the actual traffickers? Because those are the people that are, that you really want to bust. Oh, I know who it is. China. <laughs> the guy, well, and, and Russia. We're going to arrest the country. A lot well. of them. Yeah, they should. They should just indict Russia <laughs> on sex trafficking <laughs> charges. And a lot of them come from there. They do. They come over in boats and uh, they're treated like animals, from what I understand. They're in a box. So they put a bunch of them in a box. I saw that on the wire or something. There was a, I think it was a Vice documentary that was interesting about sort of the horrors of sex trafficking. One of those they things where good. everybody's like Jack Black or something. Yeah. Good documentary, though. I'll have to check that out. I mean, like, the sex trafficking is interesting to me. You can, like, uh, just force somebody into a line of work. And Oh, here, by the way, here's the guy. Uh, from. This is from today's paper. This shit just happened. This is the guy who uh, stabbed, brutally stabbed his wife. You know, and, he uh, looks exactly like I thought he was going to look. Like, perfect, perfectly exactly like I thought he was. Like, the chiseled face. Yeah. And just the total the dead eyes. Haircut, yeah. yeah uh-huh. He had dead eyes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I guess he's finally, he's relieved. He's like, yeah. well, you know what? Here's one thing. He my does not fucking, look upset. I'll my say cunt that. wife isn't going <laughs> to fucking cheat on me on Facebook anymore. I'll tell you uh, that. Right we now. don't know. We don't know what he did. He, he was clearly not the ideal husband. Well, yeah, we know that he stabbed the <laughs> hell out of his wife. I mean, that's, uh, that, that's worse than cheating. I'm going to put that above cheating. Yeah. As far yeah. as just betrayal. I agree. I think it's worse. Did you know that this cop. Now, uh, uh, changing a story here, uh, this is a, a cop shot a woman up in uh, Harlem, and uh, she was wielding a baseball bat. We covered this story. Sergeant Hugh Barry uh, had to shoot uh, Deborah Danner, who was wielding a bat, and uh, she was charging him. A 66-year-old woman, though. Wow. You know, so she's not going like, to come and go Hank Aaron on you necessarily. But, you know, people don't necessarily lose all strength just because they're in their 60s. And she was schizophrenic, as you can tell from her photo. You know what I mean? You can, you 66, know, though. I don't think you're going to be able to hit that hard. I think with a, if you got a nice size, a wooden bat or even a, an aluminum bat, maybe even better, you know. Uh, th- these things are... Uh, dangerous weapons you know i mean like you you get even this guy with the knife he gets or, or anything you have is, is you get arrested for as you know it's possession of a weapon right so like she and she was attacking him one lucky you could get brained with a baseball bat and i, I can't imagine they were that far apart mm-hmm. you know and he was trying they were trying to like they spent a long time trying to like chill her out calm her down and then like you know when it came down to it she's she's gonna fight and she had had a lot of tweets leading up to that you know like uh expressing her sympathies for black lives matter and stuff like that and so she was i think she was already in the state of like well they just shoot us you know what i mean like did she end up going to trial or not she rather did he end up going to trial? i'm not familiar with the case oh well well, let's see that's what i was getting to now there was a there was some protesting when what do we want justice when do we want it now that kind of shit and uh uh, hey, whatever you know, I, I I do think there should be justice, and if the guy if it's a bad shooting, then yeah, he should yeah, be prosecuted. Absolutely. But to me, it sounds pretty fucking clean, and I think that the DA agrees, even though they're going to go ahead and, and they're they're 
they're seeking a grand jury in this now. A special grand jury will weigh possible criminal charges against this NYPD sergeant. And, uh, you know, and, and this is a quote from the DA, Darcel Clark, uh, who I've never heard of DA Darcel Clark There was before. just a DA change in, uh, in New York. I see. Yeah, I believe he actually passed away. Oh, well, that was in, well, that was, it in, was in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. But oh, this is not in Brooklyn? This is in Harlem. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, it wasn't Eric Adams. That's the borough president. It's Keith, Keith, maybe? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't remember his name, but he was very well respected. How quickly we forget, right? Yeah, he was, uh, I, yeah, I remember that he, he was the one who decided not to prosecute that, uh, the, the cop who accidentally shot that guy in the stairwell. And that got a lot, there was a lot of protest over that. It was an Asian mm-hmm. cop. No, they they um they did pro- that went to that went to trial, but it um he had a very light sentence. He didn't get jail time. That's what it was. But that had gone to trial. I thought the that Akaya. he recommended not to indict, but maybe I I must be yeah I must be remembering that yeah. wrong. Gurley, Akai Gurley. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the sentence. That's what it was. I, I believe he did not. If I remember right, if it was the the Asian police officer, I believe he just got a very light sentence. And there was actually there was a lot of drama around that because um. There was all this kind of infighting between the police union and the Asian American officers who felt that the union was not standing up for the Asian American officer. There was like some rare infighting because usually they're so cohesive and totally. yeah, yeah. Normally it's a thin blue line, but it's solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and they stick together. And I guess identity politics has invaded every aspect of American yeah. society. So if they've got uh, into the police department, well, the fire department was that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is that way with the Vulcan Society and stuff like that? And they wanted to like change the testing standards. Yeah. I was on a murder trial once when oh, I was at, you were. at 18 years old and the guy, it was a guy like that. We ended up a hung jury because there's one guy and he came in quoting his fucking sleep thoughts. That's what made me nuts. <laughs> because like we went through the whole day deliberating, uh, like a half day and then yeah. a full day of deliberating, right? And then at the end of the day, we were still 11 to 1. Mm. So the next day, he comes in and he's like, uh, yeah, I like, thought about it and everything and uh, I went to bed last night and uh, I woke up in the night, and, and all I could think was guilty, 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 you know. And then I went back to sleep again, and uh, I woke up, and all I could think, and I, I can't, I can't even commit to this delivery because it's so fucking irritating. But he said "innocent" three times wow. with a long pause before the last one, and innocent, you know. And it's just like, look, Ugh. man, this isn't like Twelve Angry Men. Uh, nobody gives a shit, really. We wanted the feeling of satisfaction. Right. Coming to a conclusion, going out there and delivering that fucking verdict. Yeah. And you feel like we did it. Did you you guys end in a mistrial? We ended in a mistrial. Wow. You know, I've been a citizen for just over a year now, and I've still not been called to be on a jury, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm the only person who's genuinely, like, I'm pumped. I I would really, if the state of New York is listening, I'm in. Like, I'm ready to go. Well, the fact that you you feel that way is enough to disqualify you. (laughs) It's like being president. Anybody who wants the job shouldn't get it. I know. I'm, like, really in for it. Like, I can't wait. Yeah. Let me judge somebody. I want to go sit in a windowless room for many hours. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not as romantic as it sounds, really. Yeah. It's not all it's cracked up to be. That's you go true. in for jury duty, and I tell you, I had the best experience with jury duty. I got called here in New York City. I've been here 10 years. I've been a citizen my whole life. I think I'm a little more qualified. <laughs> uh, know the laws of the land and shit. And when when I went in it was early in the morning, I fell asleep. I actually woke up in a snore. That's one qualified <laughs> juror. <laughs> well, and here's the problem. It was about 15 minutes after I got there. You know, it wow. Was like boredom hadn't even set in yet. I was just exhausted. And they 
called everybody. They go, hey, everybody, listen. It was, and they, the guy kind of seemed like he was tentative and keeping it on the down low. But he's like, I think we might. Everybody just goes home. And that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was basically like that. I think it was there about 45 minutes. Oh. And uh, and I'm good for 10 years. Wow. So none I of that See, I would come in like me. carrying a pocket constitution, like wearing a flag pin. Like I'm ready. Yeah. Whenever yeah. they're ready to call me, I'm well, in. Okay. I, that's, uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pull a couple of strings for you <laughs> see if we can't get you in there. You know, I don't think I'd ever be allowed to be on a murder trial, though. I'd get some like boring, like some tax fraud i don't know i don't know something lame did did they it seems like for something like that they would need somebody who knows what the fuck uh do you know i mean what's a qualified jury for that i mean to decide some matter of law like that they just get fucking people yeah they just get regular people to go well let's see let's reason this out yeah (laughs) but there's there is that theory there's a, a theory that there should be professional jurors there should just like be people that don't ever experience the news and just their whole job is to be jurors yeah well, I don't know how I feel about that either. Can you imagine how politicized that would be? Yeah. That would be a nightmare. Right. I, I, I'll i take the 12 random assholes. <laughs> and they're not really random either because, you know, jury selection is, yeah. is so important. It takes forever. It's, it's, and they, they trick each other, these attorneys sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you get so many, like, refusals. Vetoes. Yeah. And, and when you're out of them, you're out of them. And so, like, if uh, I, I've talked to an attorney before who told me, like, he was... Uh, expressing interest in one of the uh, jurors that he thought was like, hmm, I don't know, you know, about that person or something like that or whatever whatever it was. or and, and Somehow or another, he made her use up her last option. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, okay, good, we're good. And then, like, uh, and then it was the, the way the guy phrased it, he was a young, you know, female, a millennial attorney uh, that goes, oh, wait a second, you know. And then she, he, she said to the judge, like, I think that he misled and tricked me. <laughs> And the judge goes, well, I believe he did. Yeah, that's what lawyers do. But that is just the way it is, you know. That's and, uh, how you lawyer. And that's uh, and, and that's the way that went. Well, I don't know if they're going to be able to convict this guy. In fact, it says here. Well, you don't even know if he'll be brought up to trial. Well, I mean, they're seeking a grand jury, and I don't think he will. I don't even think he'll be indicted. Yeah. Uh, and I, But the reason that he wouldn't be indicted is because I don't think that he, I think that they'll see that they couldn't convict him. Now, I didn't get to my Darcel Clark quote, the DA. He says, it's important to determine exactly what happened in this tragic incident. <laughs> that sounds like a DA quote right there yeah, if sounds, I've ever read one. Sounds like you pretty much got that pinned to your chest, right? You know what I mean? That's your whole job. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's going to he's gonna uh, ask the courts to impanel a special grand jury to hear the case. And uh, so the law enforcement source that they've quoted here, he says the decision to take the case to a grand jury it wasn't easy. He says there was a genuine debate over the best course of action. He said some people in the Bureau are saying, some people in the Bureau, so this is an unnamed source Quoting some people <laughs> saying <laughs> that the grand, who say that the grand jury is the most appropriate venue uh, to you know present all the evidence uh, for determination, or whatever. But he also says uh, the other school of thought believes that it's the office trying to protect, uh, tra- trying to not protect. It's the office trying to project to the community that we are treating it seriously and trying to mitigate uh, damage uh, to community relations in a case that the office believes it doesn't have much chance to win at trial. So they figure it isn't really risking anything if they, you know, like uh, throw it in front of a grand jury, trust me, 
the, we're pretty solid here. Well, we'll know? see. I, I'm not familiar with it, but I'm, I'm curious. Well, you never know what a jury's going to do. And that's a grand true. jury's different. It's like a yeah, lot more than the, 12. It's that's, well, that's also like kind of professional jurors because they, well, they're not professional. They've been there longer. They don't just hear one case. So yeah. they're kind of, but yeah, I they, think they also really want to go home. <sighs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. the other difference. Yeah, and you would you would hope that you know that, that the people that they choose here are, are, are reasonable and sure. uh, and, and that they uh, you know understand you're in for the long haul. I know one guy who served on a grand jury and he said it was, it was quite experience. It was like you come back again and again and again. But it's got to be people who don't really have a lot to do, right? Because if you have a like a normal nine to five, you can't be selected for that. Oh, if you have any kind of a career, if you run a business, that's if you, true. You know, if you if you have anything in your life that's worthwhile or interesting, or <laughs> the, you will get out of it. You know, I'm sure. But then again, maybe they consider it like some kind of a civic duty or an honor sure. to participate in that process. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know anything about the courts. I'm just a comic. You know what I mean? Uh, this uh, mayor's upset about now is this half a million dollars a day that they're having to spend. To uh, defend the uh, royal uh, palace up there, the Trump Tower. Oh, you know I, I, mean? uh, I was there actually the other day. I was working on a story about the uh, the businesses inside Trump Tower. The uh, you know the Tiffany's there. Oh yeah, I shop there all the time. Well, uh, sure. I, um, I, I picked up my uh, anniversary gift for my uh, lovely wife there at Tiffany's. There was a uh, there were you know analysts grade stocks and all they predict earnings. They actually uh, they think that Tiffany's earnings might be less because of all the security because there's the barricades in front of the door where mm. a lot of the tourists like to take pictures. Mm. And it's so it's harder to get into the building. It's harder to get anywhere these days with right. traffic being uh, so blocked up. And and this was something that the post ran. And aside from all the Trump traffic that everybody's been talking about and 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 the security, like you said, I mean it's hard for them to get a perimeter. Is, is an explanation that I heard. It works out to four hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars a day. Which is considerable. That's a lot of money. And 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 the the way they got that figure is because he asked for uh, you know reimbursement from the federal government. Uh, De Blasio did thirty five million dollars uh, for the first uh, for the for this time period. You know, leading up to I guess the uh, the inauguration. When uh, I I wish Trump would just stay in New York. I think that'd be cool if he was just like White House. Not interested. It's in D.C. <laughs> Don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, I'm really all for that. Just, the DC, put them all in D.C. Yeah, maybe so. Because my office is he right there, it. dude. Uh, oh, is it really yeah, a mess? Okay. Yeah, it, it is. I believe you. You can't take a cab in Midtown anymore. Well, it says locating a residence within New York that requires, uh, you know, ongoing, uh, you know, presidential level security. It presents unprecedented law enforcement concerns. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, because the White House the is, is designed over years and decades to be the place where you can't kill the guy. So yeah. it's pretty hard, like, on the fly to make another building like that, especially in New York City. Who would want to kill Donald Trump? I just I can't imagine. He's so... A lot of people, apparently, they get very <laughs> upset. Uh, anyway, uh, that traffic has been... Uh, and this was interesting, and, and I can't really go too much into detail about the origins of like, uh, you know, as far as what is named in the story, but it's policies that de Blasio has supposedly continued, which were started by a previous administration uh, to, and this is supposedly from some inside source, they're unnamed, and you know, the, the Post, hey, to me they're the paper of record, <laughs> but uh, that they're engineering traffic to be more difficult so pe so people can't drive here so that they'll take bikes and 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 uh, public transportation yeah subways i'm all for the subways and i don't know why anybody want to drive in this fucking city uh but i don't have anything against it if people want to I and mean, it's just uh, it, it takes 
do you and aside from you know the current thing that we're looking at, forget that. But in theory, do you think that there's any government anywhere that we go, let's fuck up traffic to try to engineer some kind of a you know progressive uh, agenda? I would say that in New York City, it's kind of unique because of the subway system. Like, there's no one else that that has this kind of a train system that we rely on in the same way. So it's going to be unique to New York. But also, like, driving in New York is an insane thing. Why would you ever want to do I that? I totally agree. It's a, it's a ludicrous thing. There's no point. It's certainly not something I would ever want to do. Well, I, I think we've talked your fucking time can, all the way here. Can we talk about Christmas Tree Lady? Let's do that. What is Christmas this Tree is Lady what all about? There's a lady in... The in like with well, the West Village, yeah, it was on a, it was on Seventh Avenue and Eleventh Street. Who is selling thousand dollar Christmas trees? Oh. And I just want to talk about it because that, that's upsetting to me. Well, okay, I mean, uh, how much do you pay for a Christmas tree? Uh, I think I'll go forty dollars. I think forty max. Forty? Are mean, you joking? You can't get a Christmas tree for forty dollars. Totally get a like a little tree. Oh, you're talking about like uh, some kind of Charlie Brown type shit. Yeah. That's always the reference for a shitty Christmas tree. It's not shitty. It's just little. I live in an apartment. What do you want from me? Well, I don't. I don't want anything from you. you. Get I just like want to know. Like a twelve foot tree. I think a thousand dollars is too much to spend. A thousand dollars is definitely too much. This to spend. is a thousand dollars and more. And and, and you know, the, the woman that you've referenced uh, referenced here is a woman named Heather Neville. She's the New York City tree lady, and she's in front of her pricey uh, fur <laughs> 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 on Seventh Avenue and Eleventh Street. Yeah, and she looks like, uh, you know, these trees look pretty good, I got to say. I mean, you could they look like you could plant them, you know, plant it right there in your living room. I think a live tree is nice. I do think, I, I prefer a live tree to a plastic tree, mm -hmm. but you can fuck right off with your $1,000 tree. This is a 13-foot tree, beautiful fir, $750, she says, with delivery installation, with a stand and tip, would be 1000 So they, you know, obviously they're going to tack on. Uh, sure, there. right. And then there's tax. And then, and then there's, uh, I don't know, there, there's probably some sort of other hidden charges. With it. It's like buying an airline ticket at this yeah. point. Uh, I, now, don't, I don't like that. Soho vendor uh, Scott Lechner, he's peddling erotic, oh, excuse me, exotic, <laughs> not erotic, uh, Newman, uh, Nordman furs with a base price of $950. Well, people in Manhattan are just stupid when it comes to money. I don't think they know how much trees are supposed to cost. <laughs> I don't think, because they don't see them. They don't like experience nature. No. No. Well, I mean, when you go to nature, those trees aren't for sale either. You know, it's not <laughs> like, like a... Like, but, yeah. like, you don't know how many there are. Like, there's, like, a whole nation out there with a lot of trees. There really is. And you can go get one for free There's there's you try. And... and, and <laughs> Well, are you gonna are you gonna take that route? Try and find I'm yourself just, a free tree. I'm just saying it's an option. I I don't think it is within the city <laughs> limits. <laughs> Not within the city limits, but like there's lots of. I just don't. I I'm gonna okay max that you can spend on a tree. I'm gonna say is two hundred dollars. I well, I mean that. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean that's a, that's that's well above what I would ever pay. I don't have a Christmas. I've had a Christmas tree in uh, in my own personal home. Let me see if I can remember the last one I had. We'd have to go back to night. No, not 19. 2003. 2003. Is that, that bummy you ain't get a tree? Yeah. a $40 Charlie Brown tree. And it, yeah, you think so? Yeah. That's okay. what I get. Well, we're, you know, you, you've, uh, we're in the smallest room in New York City right now. <laughs> get a 13 and, you've been, foot, and, and, and you've been to my tree. home. 13.5 foot noble from the North Pacific region of the U.S. Hand sheared. And these are organically grown, I'm sure, too. Sure, you know what I mean? right. They, Hand they, they're artisan. I don't even know and, what that is. But. Well, they, yeah, that means that this hasn't gone through some machine process or something. It's, it's as I said, hand-sheared by specialists. <laughs> 
what is what is that? To open with symmetry. Uh huh. Now I do think that a, that a tree is more charming if it's not completely symmetrical. It uh-huh. has to have that shitty side. That's the one you put against the wall. Right. Of course. And this is a, in between their actual weight of hundreds of pounds, shearing and labor. They end up, uh, you know. Costing costing just a small fortune. Only one out of a thousand are so special. <laughs> That's the thing. I you make it a rare scarcity. A tree is a tree is a tree. You put those, de- those decorations when, like, on it. The state investigated like gas stations for price gouging. I want these tree people investigating. There was some meeting where all these tree people got together, don't you think? And they were like, I bet that we can just tell people that trees cost a thousand dollars. Sure, yeah, I mean, they, you know, that's, that's what, what I'm going to direct my investigative journalism I towards. Mean, we have, maybe start with the pharmaceutical companies, <laughs> and then you know work your way down to the Christmas tree people. Everybody needs gas. Everybody needs medication. You don't need a fucking tree. That's, um, that's I'm a, I am worried about price fixing for that, trees. That's a personal choice. I say, that's the real crime happening in New you York know City what, this if, week. if you want to look into a religious observance that costs a lot of money, and it's, it's something year-round, and it's something people actually feel they need, it's these Jewish hats. You know a how yarmulke? much? No, not a yarmulke. The ones I'm talking about. Oh, the beer Jewish for... hats. <laughs> Like the big round Those are things. really expensive. That's what I'm the, saying. The beaver hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can only get them in certain places. I actually, I read an article about them once. They're like very hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very hard. A rare thing. I, I don't think you can even get one if you're not, if you're not Jewish. I think I, that they, I assume you can. I think you have well, to fill out a, you need one? like an application or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. I, what if I wanted to, you know, portray myself as a, as a Hasidic Jew? I have every right to do that. They can't. They can't keep all the hats to themselves. I don't think they can. But like, you want to spend twenty five hundred bucks on a hat? I think maybe you got other things going on. Twenty five hundred bucks on a hat, and then there's no you, there's no justification for that. And then the maintenance. You know, I mean, that's just your initial investment. Sure. You're talking about you have to go get it blocked or something. Uh, I'm sure that cleaning a beaver hat yeah. comes into play if you wear that in the rain. And they wear them. You know, people wear this shit like all the time. And yeah. Like, and and the the whole Jew suit, of uh, you know, with the black and mm-hmm. black on black. Those coats are a specific kind of thing too. Sure. I think all that stuff. It but really adds up. Religious wear has got has got that. Even like if you're a really religious Christian, Catholics, the robes, all of that. And imagine the dry cleaning bill. It's all pristine white and that it, gold in there. I imagine there's some uh, there's some upkeep, you know, yeah. because because uh, you cannot go up and, and sing in a church choir or give benediction or whatever the hell it is you're doing with like a big soup stain, you know. <laughs> right. But what the hell were you doing eating soup in your robe? They put it on just well, to go you to can church, get other kinds of and then stains. they and then they take it off. They don't wear it all the time. Like a nun outfit costs nothing. You can get those at Ricky's. That's true. I read an article last week about nuns that were like investing in the stock market and like really doing well. I was so happy for them. <laughs> you read a lot of articles. <laughs> that was a good one, though. I was really I was pleased. Yeah. Good for those nuns. I, I don't know if they should be doing that. Why not? I think that they're technically once you do that, you're no longer a virgin. <laughs> I think that may be. I think. (laughs) All right. Well, Well, see. Oh, now see. Even cops yucking it up as sex sells well. So I said that was uh, the second story in three days. It It was the third. third. And do you believe this? They. uh, I love the headline that the Post had. The banner headline above their story on Sunday. Call it Hooklin. Yeah, because they're (laughs) hookers. Uh, yeah, apparently the, the the cops know all about this. Now they have to try to why make the NYPD look bad for Christ's sake. They're just following orders. We got the we've got the best police department in the world here. Name a better one. You can't do it. Well, I guess no one's gonna go to those appointments. Here we have a guy who punched a woman in the face 
uh, for her purse in an Upper East Side lobby. Can you believe that? And it's on video, too. Side. And you always see her from behind. So you go, is that a woman or is that like a pothead? Like it looks like a blob from it lo- this angle. Yeah. See, here's the yeah. hair. And, yeah. here's the, and I saw the video today. Keith, the cop up at Compound Media, showed me. He had it on his uh, iPad there. And he's like, look at this. A merciless mugger beat a 54-year-old woman in the vestibule. Stay out of those vestibules. A lot of bad shit happens in those. You want to run through those at top speed, slugging her in the face as she valiantly tried to hold on to her handbag. Valiantly. Yeah. I'd say, you know, you, you're holding your purse. You're not going to just, like, hand it over just because some guy punches you in the I face. I agree. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you got to fight back at some point. Surveillance footage of the attack shows the crook, the crook, throwing a powerful punch at the woman's face. He really decks her, too. I mean, like, it's, it's a hard punch in the face. Uh, and it actually, who does that guy look like right there? Tell me. I don't can't You can't even really see him. Look at his face. It's like a blurry person wearing a skull cap. You can't barely he, see him. He doesn't him. resemble a celebrity, do you? He does not, but he doesn't really resemble a human to me. He looks like Eddie Murphy. Picture. He looks exactly like no, Eddie Murphy. No. You don't see that? I, I don't, but I, but I don't really <laughs> see face there. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is, he, he's like Eddie Murphy, but dressed up like Randall Patrick McMurphy from <laughs> One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, what a great movie. I hope that lady gets her There's bad. so much crime news, and it, I'm, with all the uh, stuff that's happening, we barely have time to uh, cover it all, both with this show and uh, at Compound Media. And uh, that show had Gavin McInnes on, and uh, you, do you know Gavin at all? I don't know him personally. I'll tell you something. Uh, a really uh, amusing person to talk to. Just a, I can have a conversation with that guy. Same way I'm talking to you, except with more racism. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a racist guy, but he definitely skirts the edge of, of what most people think is permissible in terms of discussing things like race and stuff like that. And when you hear something like that about somebody, you go, that's going to be a monumental asshole. And it couldn't be further from the truth. I read the description for his podcast, and it was called uh, Freedom of Speech. Mm-hmm. Back, He used to do it at this other place. And I was like, because I was trying to see, like, what are these podcasts that are getting more <laughs> listens than me? And so I listened to it, and, and the description was like, the godfather of Brook- Brooklyn hipsterdom. Godfather of hipsterdom is what it was. And I thought, Jesus. And he, you know, he has this way of introducing topics and getting people to, and it just sounds like one of those lines of horse shit, you know, for the, the, the you know. Something an asshole would say to sort of justify everything well, he's doing. That's the, anything, the anything of hipsterdom is just kind of like, ooh. Yeah, you cringe. Yeah. But then I listened to it, and I was like, ah, this guy's great. He's really fun. He's 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 really a, you know, like. I think he's one of those people. I don't I don't really keep up with him, but he's definitely one of those people that says stuff for the reaction. You know, people say that, and I don't. I think he genuinely believes. Oh really? Now I think I think I do think he blows up his. You know, he he probably says it in in kind of like the worst way possible sometimes, but that's not the same as saying it just to get a reaction. I I, th- I do think that there is a baseline belief and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polymo Sins, what should I direct people to? You had a great article that I read, and I really, uh, it was something a lot of people don't think about because the new marijuana industry, uh, it, be it recreational, be it uh, medicinal, and I think what you're talking about is medicinal marijuana, uh, it, it's very difficult uh, for them to, to keep uh, financing or even to keep a checking account 
because of uh, the nature of what they do. There's a lot of cash that changes hands and stuff like that. And, and uh, there's some places that only do business that way involved yep. in the industry. It sounds like a real uh, can of worms. It's somehow it going to get ironed uh, out. Yeah, I've got another piece coming about that uh, next week. I think I'm going to have it out. Just following up on some of the folks that are affected by that. I mean, these are legitimate business owners in legit states and they're having a lot of trouble um, and they provide something that's you know, it works for a lot of people and it's perfectly legal. So, so why shouldn't they have a checking account like the rest of us? Yeah. I, it's, it's something to, to ponder, you know, because like if, if this industry is difficult to, uh, I mean, it's going to make it more difficult for them to get this off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not as if there's not enough legal roadblocks in the way to begin yep. with. Although, uh, I, I do believe that the state of New York has now made it legal for a, a lot more ailments or they were in the process of yeah, doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think once New York legalizes, you kind of have the country. I feel like because California legalized, you're, I mean, New York is really the major, the major roadblock. Yeah. I think New York and Florida are the two, the two biggest states that and, you. And then once the bookends are in place, it just kind of Yeah, like, it's the rest of the country just will you fall just, into place. Yeah, you just eat up the rest of the country. But, you know, obviously they were not the earliest adapters here. You know, no. they have in Denver and shit like that. And then that, I think in, in Colorado, that's when it's just that it's, it's crazy. I mean, their tax dollars are like amazing. They're making so much tax revenue from this. Yeah. It's really, really the biggest incentive. Creating for a it. generation of video game experts, you know, but that, hey, that, it's but not like their we, public schools are going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all in place. Yeah, that's right. They beef up the education. Sure. Uh, based on, you know, people who are no destroying potholes. brain cells. You know, it's, a, it's, it's one of those like syntax kind of things, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess I, cigarettes in, in New York City, do you know what they cost now? They cost. $38 a pack. That sounds right. Yeah, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it might as well be. I remember I used to, when I started buying cigarettes, ooh, here comes the old man again, 95 cents a pack. I would go, I would pay a dollar to a guy who should not have been selling me cigarettes, mm-hmm. and I would get a nickel back. Sometimes I wouldn't wait for it. I'd run off. <laughs> Buy them out of a machine. You used to be cigarettes out of a machine. You'd have to be 18 to do I that. I remember in college, it was a big thing to go buy cigarettes in Jersey, and then people would bring them back to the city and sell them here. Yeah. Because the tax was different, right? You got well, like, what, three, four bucks a pack? Back in college. Wait a second. What are you talking about? That was four years ago. Five, right? six years ago. Six years yeah. ago. Well, that still happens. Uh, in fact, uh, I uh, I got a guy. So if you need some you cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they are now is like seven bucks, All right. which is... I remember when I earlier on, you know, uh-huh. in my first smoking career before I picked this stupid shit back up again, quit for 15 years and I started back a little bit. I think I'm going to quit. You, you I've can got do a that. date. I, it's it's become an issue. Uh, they uh, people were saying like when they hit five dollars a pack, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and here we are. I am paid uh, as much as. Uh, I think fourteen fifty for a pack of cigarettes. That's bad. People will hear this in the rest of the country and go, "You're a dumbass." Yep. But you know, addiction is a funny thing, and uh, you don't ever think you don't really think past that pack. You know what I mean? You don't factor in Jesus. Add it all up. You got I've, I've, Since uh, the summer, I've probably spent. I don't know, in excess of three or four hundred thousand dollars on cigarettes. It's <laughs> a lot of trees. There's, there's that guy <laughs> who can't estimate anything. All right, so where can we get see the article? Bloomberg. Uh, you can go to Bloomberg, or you can just go to at Polly on Twitter, and I'm there sometimes. And, and I must always express my intense admiration that you were able to secure the at Polly. <laughs> 
handle. That's the handle. That's my handle. That's a that's a that's a very simple handle. It doesn't it have is. to be Polly underscore three fifty two. Just at Polly. Yeah, at Polly. But I get a lot of other Polly stuff. Like I get other Polly's content, which is you know it's not so convenient. You have to be probably about the mo- the coolest Polly well, that there is. What what see, other Polly? There's there's a Polly who writes for the Guardian in the UK, and she's their political columnist. And whenever she's pissed off some people, I I will know because they'll be tweeting at me about like names I've never heard of in political parties I didn't know existed in jurisdictions <laughs> I don't know where they are. I think they still have the wigs and stuff yeah. over there, you know, and the Labor Party. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll redirect them on her. I'm like, this was for you. This is your problem. What right else here. can you do? You know, she's probably mad because you're Polly. Yeah. And she's like Polly UK, uh, 437. <laughs> Uh, but you know that's that's funny that you say that. That's because you know usually with the name when I hear Polly, it's at the beginning of some sort of chemical that's in the <laughs> peanut butter or something. Uh, I got something from uh, somebody added me, and it was intended for uh, Patrick Dixon, oh, futurist Patrick Dixon. And by the way, I, I I think I'm I think I'm doing better than him. I think yeah. I'm the number one Google result. All right. So take that, Patrick Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Polly, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over? Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash patdixonnyc. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash patdixonnyc.